Hi everybody, welcome back to Tom and Sarah Ministries uh, and the Upper Kenai Peninsula School of Supernatural Ministry. We're here today and, uh, and I want to share briefly before we get into anything. I have a book that is coming out on Amazon at the moment. It's coming out on Amazon and also Barnes and & Noble and it's talking about my uh, from breakdown to breakthrough, my journey to soul health. Uh, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and 29, he says, uh, he says, and you'll find rest for your soul. Psalm 23 says that uh, he restores my soul. And so there's plenty of verses. And anyway, that's what the book is about. And I, I encourage you to go and get it. Uh, you can uh, send an email to Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com and I'll tell you how to get it. Uh, or uh, I can get you some here. I have some here. We can get those ordered for you. Um, especially pre-ordered. And then uh, I also have a Bible school online that is coming out in, in May as we get everything done. Uh, it's the Upper Kenai School of Supernatural Ministry online school. And um, that's what we're going to be doing. And then we also have the coaching classes that I have. I have like a, a coaching appointments that I do on the Christian life. And so we, we talk about how to make it from day to day with Jesus. So if you need any information on any of these things or even to give into this ministry, uh, you can contact me at Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. Uh, so anyway, that's where we are. And then so welcome to our teaching today. Today we're going to talk about salvation. Salvation is a big deal. And uh, a lot of us have made it more difficult than it actually needs to be. Salvation is not that hard, okay? I want you to understand that. Salvation in and of itself, to become born again, is not as hard as we've made it seem. I mean, I know Charles Finney, he would have inquiry rooms where people would spend uh, days um, <clears throat> not just inquiring, but um, battling before the Lord to become born again. And and really, salvation is not that uh, not that hard. Uh, the thief on the cross, uh, when Jesus said, "Today you will be with me in paradise," the guy didn't have to go through a two day um, a meeting. Uh, he didn't have. They didn't have to do that. All they have to do is what Paul talks about here. And, and I want to start going in there. Romans chapter 10, the sixth verse. But the righteousness, okay, but the righteousness based on faith speaks as follows. I'm reading out of the New American Standard. Do not say in your heart, who will go up into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The Old Testament says, the word of the Lord is near you in your mouth and in your heart. <clears throat> that is uh, that is the word of faith. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. And then in verse, jump down to verse 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I want to read it out of the Passion 
translation. I love the Passion Translation personally, and it's really, really awesome. Let's go to verse 6 again. He says, uh, but we receive the faith. And then this is what faith is, righteousness that speaks an entirely different message. And the Old Testament says in Deuteronomy, don't uh, for a moment think you need to climb into the heavens to find the Messiah and bring, to bring him and bring him down or to descend into the underworld to bring him up from the dead. That's uh, Deuteronomy 30, 12 through 14. But the faith, righteousness we receive, speaks to us in these words of Moses. God's living message is very close to you, as close as your own heart beating in your chest and as near as the tongue in your mouth. That's Deuteronomy 30, verse 14. Verse 9 here in Romans chapter 10. And what is God's living message? This is the revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will experience salvation. The heart that believes in him receives the gift of the righteousness of God when the mouth confesses uh, and, the, and then the mouth confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scriptures encourages us with these words, everyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. That's Isaiah 28, verse 16. And then jumping down to verse 13 here in Romans 10. And it's true, everyone who calls on the Lord's name will experience new life. Um, uh, they asked Paul in the prison, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved uh, and your household. Acts chapter 16. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, become intimate in your faith and believing on the Lord Jesus, not just in him. Now, of course, Paul was never in the buckle of the Bible belt and uh, and he wasn't uh, of a denomination um, at this at this point in time, and he didn't have in his heart uh, to say uh, to to put things around that. That's not what it is at all. Um, he says, "Oh, the point is I'm trying to make here is that salvation is really simple. Believe that God raised him from the dead, and that's just not a mental assent. Belief here, faith here." is not mental assent. What it actually is, and what believing here is, is, is to put your trust totally in the resurrection of the dead, of Jesus' resurrection. And you have to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Now that's not a big, that's not an easy deal. I was, I was going to almost said, it's not a big deal. But in the, to the Romans, it was a big deal. If you did it, you were you were transgressing the law uh, of of Rome. They didn't want anything to do with this new sect. They didn't want to. They didn't want it. What they wanted was to stop this new sect of Judaism. They wanted to stop Christianity in and of in its tracks because it preached another another uh, king. But the thing is, it's not of this world. God's kingdom is not of this world. It is of heaven, and it needs to come to earth. And you can be—you could have been a Roman and still love Jesus. There were plenty of Romans, centurions especially, that got saved. Um, there's a story, I don't know if it's true, 
Uh, I wasn't there at the time. But there's a story said that um, that they would put these these Christians, these people that confessed with their mouth Jesus as Lord of their life, they would put them on this frozen lake and they would make them stay there till they died. Well, one, one Roman guard was watching and he saw angels coming down and and taking the souls of these people to heaven. And then he felt a tug on his leg and and, and and they said, I want to deny Jesus. And the guy says, get back out there. If you see what I see, then you will you will you will want to stay there and be ushered into heaven. I've got to tell you, to confess Jesus as Lord in the, in the Roman time is worse than it is today. I mean, politicians, you know, they they um, they understand that if you say you say that you're a Christian then people who are Bible thumpers and are religious people will vote for you. I'm not mentioning names, but there's some people who are in office that have said that they are Christian, but they, they're not. I'm, I'm afraid to use the term Christian. I call them believers. Are you a believer? And, and, and it's different because a believer has faith. A believer believes they have an eager anticipation of something good. They have a hope. They have a hope in Jesus. And you have to confess him as Lord. You have, to, you have to take him as Lord of your life. You have to come under his mission. The Bible in, in Romans, in, uh, sorry, not Romans, but Matthew chapter 28 says, this great commission, God is commissioning us as we come under his main mission. We surrender to his mission. He has his mission. We sub or come under the purpose of who he is and the purpose of him and say, you are God. You are Lord. Who is Lord of your life? Is the government Lord of your life? Is your job Lord of your life? Is your family Lord of your life? If anything but Jesus, it's not going to work, man. You got to not do that. So understand this today. Salvation has everything to do with faith and believing that God raised Jesus from the dead. And it's a vocal confession of Jesus is Lord. Now, I, I don't have a problem with that. Confession and repentance are two different things. And we're going to talk about sin in a second. But the confession and repentance are two different things. Confession is an agreement, a vocal declaration. All right? We confess our sin. We confess Jesus is Lord. I am bringing agreement to the fact. It's like a contract. I am making an agreement here. Uh, the Bible says in uh, 1 John chapter 1, he says, if we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves and the truth's not in us. So if you say you don't have sin, then you've sinned. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But if we confess our sins, if we agree with God that it's wrong or that we missed it, he is faithful and just to forgive our sin and to cleanse us from the reason why we sin or all 
unrighteousness. Now, somebody asked me one time, he said, like, well, how can God know what our sins are in the future? We haven't committed them yet. And I said, well, dude, don't you understand that all your sin was in the future when Jesus died? That's the grace of God right there, bro. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Now, uh, you may think that there's a contradiction here, but there isn't. Repentance, let me get in there as I look this thing up in Acts chapter 2. Um, there was um, a thing about repentance I want to share, and that is repentance is changing the way that you think about your situation or your sin or whatever, your doctrine or whatever, and aligning what that understanding is with heaven. It's changing the way you think about your situation and you're understanding what God is thinking about your situation and what your situation or your doctrine or your job looks like in heaven. Okay? So that's the difference between confession and repentance. Confession is an agreement. Repentance is a change the way you think about it. Okay? It's renewing of your mind. And then um, I want to read uh, what Peter says here. Um regarding uh regarding salvation because uh, some people will think that this is a uh, a um something wrong it, it, it could be in acts chapter four uh in just a second let me get there and uh and i love the digital bible it's really awesome and um and he says this that, that they came to him and they said uh what must we do to be saved and the number of people uh, was nearly 5,000 of men who believed. They believed, yet, yet there were many in the crowd who believed the message. This is uh, talking about the message that Peter shares. This is Acts chapter 4, bringing the total number of men who believed to nearly 5,000. The next day, the Jewish leaders. And then, uh, uh, and then Peter um, talks about, and I'm trying to find it here. I can't find it. Uh, but anyway, they said to him, uh, what do we got to do now? And then, uh, and then uh, uh, Peter said uh, to believe and be baptized. Okay. Now, having that kind of faith to be baptized, you have to be saved and then baptized. Now, it doesn't say that you need to be baptized to go to heaven. But it's a, you know we have to believe we have to be baptized. Baptizing means to be dipped or to come into the death of Jesus. And then when we come out of the water, we are raised to life. I've got to find this because it's killing me. So hang on a second here. And um, I know I know, I should have had it up already, but uh, that's the only bad thing about a digital Bible um, is that you get that. So uh, praise God. So anyway, okay, here it is. And Peter said, repent and return to God, and each one of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus, the anointed one, to have your sins removed. And then you may take hold of the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's Acts chapter 2. Now understand that what Peter is talking about here is not salvation. He's talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
You will never be baptized in the Holy Spirit unless you are saved. I just stepped on somebody's toe that time. You will never be baptized in the Holy Spirit until you are saved. Well, how do you, how are you saved? Confessing that Jesus is Lord, believing that God raised him from the dead. That's how. Change the way you think about your life to align it with what God thinks about what your life is and then do it. Now in Matthew chapter 6, uh, he says, uh, he says, seek first, seek primarily the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. Salvation is very, very easy. Well, somebody will say, a very religious person will say, well, Tom, how about sin? What does God do with sin? So God will bring it up. God doesn't have a problem with that. In Matthew chapter 11, he says, Come unto me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So basically what he's saying is, bring me your cares. Bring me your burdens. Give me your labors. Give me the weights that are on you. And he says, take my yoke upon you. So in other words, we give him our yoke. He gives us his yoke. And then he says, and you will find rest for your soul. God wants to exchange everything, and he will do it. I mean, it's like a picture I saw one time of a guy uh, with, a, with a heavy suitcase around his uh, necktie. And, some, and Jesus was coming along with a pair of scissors to cut off the weight. God wants you to exchange your pain for his purposes. He wants you to exchange your hurts for his life. He wants to exchange your death for his life. He wants you to exchange your fears and your worries to give you love. God wants to set you free, man. And that's all you have to do is come into this. This is what it means to be saved. And it's not a hard thing. Now, yes, it's a lifetime commitment. I get that. It's also, we are all on different levels in our spiritual walk. The murderer who just becomes born again has a, has a, has a journey to pro and a process to go through. And I don't judge him. If, if, a, if somebody who is a believer happens to smoke, all right, I don't judge him for smoking. I'm, I'm looking at his growth process. I don't know where he is in his journey. Now, if he's 20, 25 years on his journey with the Lord and he's continuing having struggle with this addiction, God needs to, he needs to surrender that addiction to the Lord and get addicted to God. It's not right. You can't tell me that a certain lifestyle that God has said is, is, is wrong you can't tell me that God that God approves of it. You may be struggling with it, but God doesn't necessarily approve of it. And you need to stop. And if you can't stop, you need to get help. Whether that's drugs, prostitution, uh, you know, or whatever. If you have an addiction, God will take it over. If you have a lifestyle addiction, you need to stop. And understand that it has to be God living through you. Don't confess him as Lord if he isn't. I say this because I love you guys. 
And we got to stop coming into this greasy grace where where we stop when Paul says, uh, uh, where sin abounds, grace abounds the more. And we go, yay. And shall we sin that grace may abound? Yes. Well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Grace is an empowering to overcome what keeps us from him and what keeps us from walking the way Jesus did. And then he says, should we sin that we that grace may abound? Paul says, God forbid or no. But then you got people who live in this greasy grace and they say, oh yeah, we can, we can sin that grace may abound. That's really cool. Let's do it all the more. No, 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 no. The Bible says, be complete, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. It's not a works thing, man. It's a grace thing. It's a faith thing. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And even that faith is not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. That grace isn't yours from yourself. It is a gift of God. And God freely gives it. But it's not to be stepped on with baseball cleats. So today, I encourage you to surrender your life to Jesus. Surrender your life to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Surrender your life to hope. Surrender your life to the Lord of all. He is the King of Kings, and he is the Lord of Lords. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you for joining me. I want to tell you again that my books are coming. My book is coming out uh, from breakdown to breakthrough. My journey to soul health is going to be out on Amazon. Uh, also, my other book, SOS: A Fifty Day Journey into the Heart of God, is available on on Amazon. Uh, both written by me, and um, and you can order those, or you can go to Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail .com, Email me, and I'll send you information uh, about those. Uh, I'm pre-ordering and things like that, and we can get them to you. Uh, another thing I want to tell you is that I do have an online school, uh, the Upper Kenai School of Supernatural Ministry, uh, UK SSM, and uh, and you can uh, you can get information about that. It's an online school for now. We're hoping to start someone physically here shortly, but uh, that's coming out in May. Send me an email. And I'll tell you how to get involved. It's a minimal cost uh, to be in that uh, school. Uh, we, we deal with identity. We deal with honor. We deal with uh, miracles, signs, and wonders. And we deal with how to be like Jesus in our society. Uh, and also uh, other things that we deal with. So feel free to contact me. I'll tell you how to do that. I also do Christian life um, coaching. It's an individual coaching thing that I do. I buy appointment only. And if you want to make an appointment, uh, again, the cost is very minimal, and uh, and we and we can go ahead and do that. Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. Well, God bless you today. Have a great day, and just understand this: that greater is the Jesus that is in you than the Jesus, and then than the um, than the Jesus that religious people have made, and also the prince of the powers of the air that is in the world. Well, God bless you today. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time.